Welcome to the Health Pulse podcast. I'm Dr. Connor Delaney, CEO and President of Cleveland Clinic, Florida. My special guest for today is Dr. Jose Navia. Jose is the Director of the Heart and Vascular Center at Cleveland Clinic, Florida, and is Chairman of Cardiothoracic Surgery in Florida, and also a Distinguished Chair in Heart and Vascular Research. He's also a Professor of Surgery at Cleveland Clinic Lerner College of Medicine, and he's an internationally known cardiovascular and thoracic surgeon. Jose, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dr. Delaney, thank you. Well, it's great to have you here. Maybe to start, you'd tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure, yeah, I'm, you know, as I've mentioned, I'm, I'm Dr. Jose Navia. I'm born in Argentina, and I did my training in Argentina as general surgeon, cardiothoracic surgery. I came in the United States in 1994 and main campus of the Cleveland Clinic that changed my completely idea of cardiac surgery, blow my mind actually. And I stayed two years as a chief resident. Then went back to Argentina and, and Dr. Crossroad at the time, our chief um, of the department and lately CEO um, asked me, you know, invite me to come back as a, as a staff. So since 1998, I've been working at 20, 25 years in the Cleveland Clinic and have a really good opportunity um, to come here to, to Cleveland Clinic, Florida, to take over the, um, the Institute chairman position. And, and I always say I should have come back earlier on that. Um, very happy. Uh, I, I really enjoy the work here in, 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 in Cleveland Clinic, Florida. We do a tremendous amount of uh, work with a diverse, uh, complex procedures, not just only cardiac surgery, but also intervention, uh, heart failure, uh, electrophysiology. So extremely, extremely happy to work here and then uh, um, work as a unit, as an enterprise with the main campus and then Cleveland Clinic, Florida. Well, like you, I've had a, a great few years here as well, yeah. uh, having just come to Florida and it's impressive what the team do. And you and your team certainly do a lot of really complicated patient care. So I wanted to start by talking about a previous patient of yours um, who's let us talk about him, but Joe was a 57 year old first grade teacher and a musician who came with atrial fibrillation. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about Joe's case. Yeah, Joe is a, is a teacher, as you said. Um, he has a mitral valve prolapse. So mitral valve prolapse is a disease of the mitral valve that usually takes around the incidence in America is at 2% of the population. And he's been having this uh, for more than 10 years, showing a lot of um, symptomatology in the last uh, two, to, two to three years and uh, experience like shortness of breath, chest pain, uh, fatigue. And then he counseled coming here to see me after multiple um, second opinions and explain the situation also, also associated with atrial fibrillation. This is another two diseases that going together, the older you become, the more frequently you can have both diseases. And they're very difficult because if you don't treat one, the other one can continue to persist like atrial fibrillation with the consequence of having problems like a stroke, potential clot formation in the left atrial and emboli. So there's a very difficult disease that uh, has to be treated. The earlier you treat, the better it is for the patient, for the function of the heart and try to avoid any embolization or stroke. So he came with this symptomatology and I said to him, really, um, this, is, this is, uh, can be treated uh, with my hands in this in our in our center, minimally basic center, we can provide the best approach, and we can treat and repair your own valve 
in more than 95, 97% of the possibilities. So it was very satisfied with these uh, options. And also will say, I always do minimal invasive, but in your position, in your structure of the, of the chest CT and everything, the anatomy, we can provide also the option of minimal invasive robotic assisted mitral valve surgery. This is a new program I developed here last year, in which consists, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but this is a very important for him. And he decided to, to go over this, uh, this approach. Well, so this approach, and, and you've certainly pioneered it here, and uh, it allows us to do things minimally invasively that often normally would need a, a chest opened up. But maybe you could give a, people a little bit more detail about some of these latest advancements that you used for treating his condition. You know, what, what does it mean robotically and re repairing the valve? Correct. See, robotic is, is, uh, is a system, a new system, a new technology, computer technology that we use in the OR, in which consists in two different uh, component. One is the uh, component of the console where the surgeon is completely engaged with a tremendous uh, good visualization, 3D visualization, 10 times power. So we can see inside the anatomy of the mitral valve extremely, extremely well, better than we are in direct vision in, in a normal surgery. And also the system has another card that has very tiny instruments in which going inside the chest of the patient with a very small incision, like a two to three millimeters. And then we make a, a, a one to two inches incisions in the in the lower side of the chest, in order we talk, uh, we call it a working pore to provide all the sutures and all the instruments to repair the valve. So this is a new technology that have been working in the main campus for a long time. But here yeah. uh, we are the only one in, in South Florida that can provide these kind of um, these kind of successfully um, procedures, and then that's the thing we did with him. We repaired the mitral valve. It was a complex repair because it was a, ex, a lot of excessive tissue, a prolapse, and also we treat the atrial fibrillation at the same time. We use a radioablation to ablate areas inside the left atrial in order to blockade the arrhythmias. So he reestablished the normal sinus rhythm. And also at the same time, we close the left atrial appendage. Left atrial appendage is a sac inside the left atrial in which when you have atrial fibrillation, the rhythm is very regular in the atrials. So the blood's going very slow in this, in this sac and create the form of clot. So this clot can embolize during many times and create the stroke. So we close the left atrial appendage we did a prolapse, uh, repair the prolapse and atrial fibrillation. And he did very well, actually. He, he has a remarkable uh, post-operative period. Actually, he went home for four or five days. And uh, there's a patient testimonial. Uh, he, he has a band also. He played music. And two, uh, two weeks and a half after surgery, he was playing music um, live. So amazing result. He's very satisfied. We are extremely, extremely, you know, gratified with the results of him and multiple patients we did this year. Well, well that's impressive. So it's a, a great explanation, but really there's multiple steps to the procedure then. So you're repairing the valve. Yeah. You we treat, get we rid of the atrial the appendage so you don't get a clot that will embolize. And then you ablate to prevent the or to stop the atrial fibrillation. The atrial fibrillation. Three procedures yeah. in so, one in one uh, actually robotic assist mitral valve. Yeah, approach. Yeah. yeah.
And so maybe explain for listeners the advantages of the robotic surgery over the way it would normally be done, you know, when, when it might have been open or how, how does this change things for the patient yeah. recovery outcomes and, and your ability to do the operation? Yeah, this is completely different. So in 1996, when I was a chief resident of Dr. Cottrell, I invented a minimal invasive approach with working in collaborative during the nights and everything. So in 1986, Cleveland Clinic started working with that. But at that time, we did a lot of incision in the chest, cut ribs, was, was a little more minimal invasive, a little more trauma to the chest. Robotic system uh, or robotic procedures is basically completely avoid any trauma to the chest. So any incision of the, of the breath bone, any incision on the rib, we work in very small space in between the ribs. And really the advantage for the patient is, as I say, less trauma, less risk of infection and bleeding, uh, better recovery, actually recovery faster, much better healing, and then also less stay in the hospital and the ICU. Most of the patients stay four days in the hospital, amazing. And then sometimes, or many times, it's more cosmetic appeal for the patient. The patient coming to see me and say, Dr. Navia, you, do you do robotic? Because I don't want a scar. I would like to. So it's, it's a very, very important thing for the psychological point of thing for the patient. So this is why robotic mitral um, or tricuspid, and now could be aortic in the future, valve repair or replacement, take a, a big hit in terms of uh, progress and the new innovation for for the future in this in this treatment of the, of the valve pathology, so this is very very important for us to move forward in this in this uh, pathway. Yeah, that's that's impressive, and I, I think that's a key importance when we do minimally invasive cases. That effectively we're doing the same operation that we would do open an equivalent operation, oh, yeah. but we just transform the recovery for the patient, whether it's ICU stay or hospital stay, or as you said, getting back to playing in his band within a couple of weeks of surgery. So understandably, Joe gave high praise about you uh, when he was asked, saying how easy you are to talk to and how important it is. Um, to have that physician-patient relationship. So, Jose, I think people probably get it already just from your conversation, but what, what things do you think about to help put patients at ease when they're coming in for these major operations? Uh, for major operations? Um, yeah, I think um, the, best, the best thing I have to explain to the patient what happened, what was the, the problem, how can we fix it? And then have a real expectation of the post-operative periods and recovery. That's the most important thing. Also, we need to have the challenge and also we need to have the expertise to do these kind of things. Let's say when you're looking for very complex cases that we do here, like endocarditis, root abscess, reoperation, we have to have all the technology in, in our hands. Like a, we use homograph, uh, aortic valve homograph for endocarditis, root abscess. We have a lot of new technology valves and graph for reoperation. So this is the most important thing, have the knowledge, have all the technology, the innovation technology ready here and explain the patient very well, what the procedure consists and what the consequence and the, re and the recovery time. Recovery time is so important for the patient to have an, an view when they're gonna feel better. And this has to be honest and explained very well by the physician, by the cardiologist, cardiothoracic surgeon, nurses, ICU nurses, all work as a team, but the patient is the first thing to understand what we can offer and which is going to be the, the, the benefit 
for this kind of very, very sick, uh, difficult procedure, basically. Yeah, that, that's great. So it's the experience and outcomes. It's managing expectations. And I think then the Correct. other important part of it is the empathy to be able to connect with the patient. And that's very important. But yeah. switching gears a little bit, you, you recently gave a talk uh, with our Cleveland Clinic magazine regarding your spirit of innovation. And I know you've been involved in innovation for a long time. You talked a little bit about it there since the, the mid nineties. What can you tell us about your thoughts about innovation and on cardiac innovation in particular? Well, I think a cardiac, I think innovation is, is, is uh, so important to move the field, our field, cardiac or any fields forward. And basically the most important thing for us, for me is try to see how can improve whatever we need to do for the quality of quality of medical care provided to the patient and recovery of the patient. So by the reason I, I try to think always, how can I do things better in the OR, in the ICU, in the recovery time? That's why my innovations come in always. So find the, the need, the clinical need for the patients uh, for every, every way that the patient goes in every place, preoperative patient, in the OR, also. And that's why I think innovation makes a tremendous amount of improvement and then try to, to fix and then move the, move the field forward. You know, we give them high, high quality for the, for the patient. Yeah, I agree. It's always thinking about how we, how we can do it better, better outcomes, more efficiently, always trying to make it better for the patients. And that gives us the motivation to continuously yes. innovate, which is, is critical. So finally, Jose, and thank you so much for your explanation so far, but your, your passion about all of this, the care, but particularly the innovation, it, it speaks for itself. Um, I know you've more than 30 patents to your name, and you've personally made many advancements in the field of cardiovascular medicine and surgery. Are there any innovations in particular you'd like to tell us about, something particularly exciting or interesting to learn yeah, from? Yeah, I'm excited. I usually always work in, in the valves. I, I develop a transcathetic, tricathetic valve, a mitral valve. Uh, we did a 35 patients and um, compassion use around the world. We did five patients and four patients in the Cleveland Clinic in main campus. And then we, we run a company now with the Cleveland Clinic. And then... Um, the, the last innovation I, I've been working also is try to repair the, the, the mitral valve and tracheotomy valve with a patient with a high risk, uh, potential high risk to go to cardiac surgery. But some patients cannot have any other options. So sometimes you have medication, go home with medication. And sometimes the medication became refractory, so patient has no other hopes. Having the transcatheter approach, one of the big, biggest innovations in the last 10 years, uh, we can access the heart with a navigate inside the intravascular uh, approach, and we can deploy valves, and then we can repair valves. So one of the la last latest innovation I've been working is um, place a, a device that can improve the doors of the valve to close. Usually the, the leaking valve cannot close, so we push in the leaflet in order to make a competent valve. So everything percutaneous, everything without opening the chest, no trauma at all. The patients stay one night in the clinic and go home the other day. So that's the philosophy behind all this innovation I've been doing. Try to reduce the trauma and be effective. As you say, not jeopardize the operation because the, the main issue is try to fix the problem. But doing that with a minimal invasive philosophy is the best option.
So this is, I'm, I'm embarking with different ideas about that. I'm very, I'm extremely, extremely happy with it. So I have an, you know, we have an innovation department at the Cleveland Clinic for more than almost 20 years. They help it tremendously. Otherwise I cannot have been done all this uh, pattern without the help of innovation at the Cleveland Clinic. So Cleveland Clinic uh, Innovation Department helps tremendously everybody, not just a physician, any caregiver have an idea, just bring it up, help them try to develop the, 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 the idea or try to put the, the device in the market. Everything is there, every step of the way, they help us to do that. So um, working here in the clinic, had the, the privilege to work with the innovation for 20 years. I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah, I bet you are, and deservedly so. You've, you've accomplished so much. And I, I think whether it's in the operating room or whether it's around innovation, uh, we're lucky to be part of a fantastic team. And congratulations to you, because I think when you think of the impact of all of the things that you've developed on helping patients recover um, and have conditions treated with more and more minimally invasive procedures, um, <laughs> it's, it's truly incredible. So Jose, thank you again for coming on this podcast. It's been incredibly valuable information for us to learn about. Uh, hearing more about Joe's case was a pleasure, just seeing how Absolutely. you transformed his life. Uh, and honestly, your passion for continuously innovating is truly an inspiration to us all. Okay. So thank you for coming on. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Delani, for the opportunity. Very glad. Thank you. Uh, to our listeners, Learn more about cardiovascular medicine at Cleveland Clinic, Florida. Please visit us at ccf.org. And join me next time in our next episode of the Health Pulse podcast. And make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss out on our latest episodes. Thank you.